The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Oh, that was fun. Good morning and welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. And so, so glad that we could finally get you guys going this morning. It's It's been, uh, been fun so far. But uh, here we are and... It is Wednesday. It is rainy outside, cloudy, and just tough day, tough day. But we still get to come in here and uh, bring you the latest in local sports coverage, and we are excited to do so. Plenty of sports to talk about this morning, so thank you guys for tuning in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Coming to you from the Lee Company studio, I am Chris Yao, joined by Mo Patton and Lawson Smith. This is this is a a tough day when when you're you know you look outside and you just go, God, man, I really wish that uh, really wish it wasn't. It didn't look like this outside. Yeah, good day for sleeping. I agree. When is it not a good day to sleep, though? Well, that, there is that, but I mean, it's 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 easier when you don't have the sun coming through your blinds or around your curtain or whatever else it is. I so. slept for three hours yesterday. So yesterday, mm-hmm. you slept for three. Yeah, took a nap, woke up, or went to sleep at around one. Woke up at four. I was tired. Wah. <laughs> but now I'm not. There you go. Well, you know, I had to deal with that over the weekend. My mom doesn't have curtains in the bedroom that we sleep in when I'm at her house. And so Charlie is up with the sun. Literally. <laughs> so I get it. Like, you know, he. it's easier to not worry about it if the sun's not coming right through this window over mm-hmm. here. So, yeah. It's uh, so if we doze off in the middle of the show, don't mind us. Yeah, just, yeah. One of those Take days. a nap with us. Yeah. That's what we suggest. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what else to tell you. No. <laughs> Man, we, um, we've got a great show for you lined up. And we have a couple of good, great guests. Uh, Chris Pointer and Scott Beasley. Chris Pointer, Murray County Athletics Director, will join us in the next segment. And uh, Post-19 coach Scott Beasley will talk about the Independence Day Classic that's uh, set to begin this week. We'll talk about the Braves, the Sounds, the College World Series. Um, 
we found out, we talked about on Monday the uh, potential for Penny Hardaway taking the Orlando Magic job. That appears to not be happening, so uh, we'll tell you the latest in that news. And I got an email that kind of lays out some of the do's and don'ts for name image likeness as far as boosters and whatnots are concerned, uh, what you can and can't do with uh, your your local college athletes and, and how to compensate them for whatever you may need them for. So we'll talk about that and give you guys some, you know, some updated information there. I hope that you will stick around for the show. We appreciate it once again. And first, we got some news. Uh, Mo posted on the website yesterday a story about Columbia Central's athletic co-athletics director, uh, Kevin Creech, has stepped away. Indeed, he has. Um, Kevin Creech, after seven years at Columbia Central, five as softball coach, the last two as co-athletics director, along with Ray Wilson, has stepped down from both the AD position and from the faculty. He's leaving Columbia Central to um, accept a position as field sales rep with BSN Sports. So if you are looking to buy some gear, now seriously, um, I think his territory is going to be a little bit west of here. It won't exactly entail Columbia, so but he can refer you to somebody. Just for what that's worth. So, So, you know, it's with Kevin Eady set to officially assume duties as principal at Columbia Central on Thursday. Thursday? Yeah. No. Is it Thursday? It's tomorrow. 30 days, half September, April, June. Yep, tomorrow. Tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tomorrow. Today is is Wednesday. Tomorrow is Thursday. Oh. I felt like I've been saying Thursday for three days, weeks, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, Thursday's not July first, but yeah. So July first, um, we weren't wrong Thursday. the first time. <laughs> it is Thursday, but it's also tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So with Kevin Eady set to officially begin his duties as Columbia Central principal on July first, which is Thursday. Which is tomorrow. Um, We told you we needed to rest. (laughs) We warned you guys we needed to go. I'm glad Lawson isn't tired because I am. But and he did. I'll take that back. I actually am. He he also didn't uh, feel the need to help you out there either. He just let you sink. That's okay. (laughs) I'm I'm used to it. But um, so in addition to a girls' basketball coaching position, a softball coach's position. Central also has one of its two athletic director positions open and two assistant principal spots. So to say that Edie is a little undermanned and as we're he steps five in. Five weeks away from the start of school. Yeah. Yeah. So Well, good luck with that. Good <laughs> Yeah. So That's tough. You know, talk about hit the ground running. That's uh that is a tough uh Road to hoe, as yeah. as you know, you hear in the South, and boy, I, I, I'm just, I am certainly don't envy uh, the job that he has to do. But here's the thing: once they get through all this, 
They're going to be in pretty good shape. It should be set because you're not having to worry about the guy wanting his guy or – you know what I mean? Yeah, so he's going to have his guy pretty much from the get, from the get. Or, or his girl, as the case may be. Sure, yeah. and I, I think guy that's, is non-gender specific, y'all. In, in this in this instance, <laughs> that's correct, and, and that's kind of you know, I guess that's a positive in some ways because you know you are you're sitting here going, all right, who's going to be my coach this year? Are they going to be my coach next year? If you're a player who's an underclassman. And you don't have to worry about that if you are, say, Columbia Central girls basketball or softball because you would expect that the coach that's hired in the next week or so mm-hmm. is going to be the permanent coach for the foreseeable future. And, you know, we've we've talked about this ad nauseum. I think that, that the group that is – most adversely affected by this whole situation is the girls' basketball team oh, because no they've gone through this entire offseason not knowing who their head coach is going to be after the season that they had this past year with that, that had so much promise and with most, if not all, of those young ladies set to come back for next year. You know, it would, would have been nice for them to know who they're going to be playing for and the fact that they don't is kind of tough. So, um, yeah, there's no doubt it's tough. I, I love when Mo just laughs out of nowhere after he looks at his phone because you never know what he just saw. <laughs> there's at least one person out there that knows what I just saw, and um, we'll it keep it anything. No, we'll we'll talk about it later. Okay, good. But um, um, <laughs> I think. I think this is going to be a positive for those girls and like in softball as well. I, I really do. And we're, we're going to talk about this later. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit more about yeah, I mean, the we've process. Got, we've got Chris Pointer coming in in the next segment to, um, to kind of help us dissect this whole situation. And, and I don't know, in one respect, I'm not sure how much more dissecting there is to be done since we've been talking about it since mid-March, really. But – Hopefully the situation is winding down and we're about to get some more clarity both with girls basketball and with softball here in the next week or so. And at least those two will be put to rest. Now there's still others across Murray County, but plenty. Yeah. If you're still looking for a job, there are still jobs to be had. (laughs) There are jobs to be had. No doubt. All right. Um, like I said, we'll get to that a little bit later because we do have Chris Pointer coming up in the next segment. But first, we need to give you today's rundown. This is the rundown. In baseball action Tuesday night of area interest, the St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks 3-2. It was the Milwaukee Brewers 2, the Chicago Cubs 1, and... The Mets with a four-run seventh defeat the Braves 4-3. In NBA Eastern Conference Finals action, the Hawks minus Trey Young defeat the Brewer uh, the Bucks. Right City, wrong team. Defeat the <laughs> Bucks minus Giannis 110 to 88 to tie that series at two. In WNBA action, it was the uh, Atlanta Dream, a 73-69 winner over the New York Liberty. The Connecticut Sun, 90-71 winners over the D.C. Mystics. In College World Series action, forcing a Game 3, Mississippi State 
a 13-2 winner over Vanderbilt. I turned off two games before they were over last night. Uh, in Wednesday, Major League Baseball action of area interest. It's the Marlins at the Phillies at 6.05 on ESPN+. Plus, and at 6.20, it's the Mets continuing their series against the Braves. That's a 6.20 start on Bally Sports South. Pre-game begins at 5.05 on our sister station, 103.7 WKRM-FM. Also, in NBA playoff action, Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals has Phoenix at the Clippers beginning at 8 o'clock on ESPN. In WNBA action tonight, doubleheader on CBS Sports Network. Uh, Chicago te- uh, will travel to, and I'm not sure, the Wings are, Wings I-, I think. are Dallas. Da- yeah, I think they are Dallas. Yeah, so Chicago Sky takes on the Dallas Wings at 7. Uh, Minnesota travels to Phoenix. That's at 9. And then on, at 9.30 on Prime Video, Las Vegas will be at the Los Angeles Sparks. And Game 3 of that College World Series is set for 6 p.m., but they've yet to pitch at the set time in this final series. So it's supposed to start at 6 p.m., on ESPN two, weather permitting. Weather permitting is all we're going to say because we've not had an issue. We've had an issue in every other game since. So there you go. That is your Wednesday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee sports today. All right. When we return, it is Chris Pointer, Murray County uh, Public Schools Athletics Director. We'll sit in the Parks Motor Sales hot seat whenever. Uh, he makes his way from the other studio. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, Lawson Smith, coming to you from the Lee Company studio right here in the Frontport Sports headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM. Kennedy Broadcasting, very happy to have you guys with us on this Wednesday 
morning, 24 minutes past the hour. If you're listening on the podcast, we appreciate you guys. If you do not know about the podcast, sm-tnsports.com, the podcast tab is available. You can listen to every show we've ever done if you so choose. I don't know why you would, but you're welcome to if you'd like. Start about midway through if you decide to do that. <laughs> or go back to the first ones where we have some really great guests, but the audio quality is awful because <laughs> we did it on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. So it is what it is. Uh, but we had some great guests back then. We did. Good times, good times. Uh, yeah, last July was a lot of fun. <laughs> we were trying to figure out what the heck was going on, and we're sitting in our living rooms in the middle of COVID. And but just, we did have some great guests. We did. It was fun. And we've got a great guest this morning. We do. In fact, uh, we welcome in in the Parks Motor Sales hot seat as he uh, sits in studio with us, Murray County Athletics Director Chris Pointer. Chris, good morning, man. Good morning. Good morning. It's always a pleasure to be here, and uh, appreciate the opportunity as always. Well, we appreciate you actually coming through, man, and um. Wanted to get with you because, as we spoke in the last segment, there is another athletics-related position open at Columbia Central. <laughs> yeah, just just adding to the list. Um, of course, the uh, athletic director, um, Kevin Creech, uh, has stepped down from his role as the athletic director as well as a teacher in the school building uh, to pursue, pursue other opportunities um for himself personally yeah to pursue other opportunities and in light of the text that i got during the last segment we'll just leave it at that but um kevin Eady's job isn't getting any easier is it no i mean he uh you know i think I think he understood some of what was going on. I mean, obviously he resides here in Columbia, Tennessee, but I don't think he understood the full magnitude of, you know, the coaching vacancies and obviously the the rich history of Columbia Central High School and trying to get coaches and, and administrators in the building that will help bring that level of athletic status and championship culture back to the forefront. And I think he, I think he is committed as anyone um, having coached in the building uh, many moons ago. So I think that kind of still runs through his veins, and I think uh, he's determined to do that. He is, It is a huge challenge. I mean, it's kind of late in the game now. He fully takes the reins tomorrow, July 1. School starts in August. So, I mean, roughly he's got about four weeks to try to try to put some things together to try to get some really solid people that's going to help move our programs forward. And, and I think, Chris, under normal circumstances, the challenge wouldn't necessarily be what it is. But when you lay it out like you did – Tomorrow's July first. Classes begin in Murray County when? Uh first first Monday in August or Tuesday in August, I think it is, yeah. So you're talking about basically a month. Yeah, four weeks. I mean he's he's got a month to hit the ground running. Now I think he's been doing some preliminary things. Um, you know, kind of behind the scenes, kinda kinda setting the tone, setting the foundation so it is not as difficult of a hill to climb. But Regardless, it's still going to be difficult because on top of just athletics, he still has got to hire teachers for the building. He's got to get acclimated, you know, got to meet, you know, folks that are currently still residing in the building and just kind of get everybody on the same page with his vision and goals and direction for the school. And just from a coaching standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, if it's not a fall sport, then basically you can't do anything with these kids once they come out of the dead period that is ongoing, that ends July 11th. Is that correct? 
I mean, you can do conditioning, but as far as say on field or on court, well, as long as well, I mean, you have at least you have two weeks really. I mean, so there's still some some acclimation that you can do. I mean, TWSAA allows you in the summer months uh, really to kind of fully work with your kids, okay. do what you need to do with them. But it's only really going to be for two weeks, really. I mean, the 12th through the end of July basically is the time frame that you have as far as whatever you want to do with your kids. And then once that is over, then, I mean, we're talking about August. And then all of the rules then apply per TWSAA at that time. So you can still do your one and individuals with kids. You can still do your open gym workouts. You can still do your weight training and your conditioning. You just cannot, quote, unquote, give direct instruction except for the allotted amount of kids that TWSAA gives a sport um, in a given day. That's interesting. I, You know, when you're talking about a situation like we dealt with last year and COVID and that sort of thing and not having a summer, it's I, – I guess there's kind of some, some positive that at least, you know – what you have to do, like you're not just coming to this cold next, you know, whoever the coach is in October be kind of like the same thing it was last year. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean the, the only challenge that we kind of face is, I mean, you know, you look at your district or you look at your region and you look at continuity and consistency oh, yeah. and just, you know, central high school, especially in the areas that they have vacancies are really behind the eight ball as it pertains to building a culture uh, continuity, consistency, kind of building that tight-knit family for people to kind of get to know and understand. And in certain sports, the summer is very, very good for that, mm-hmm. where they kind of really get to see personalities. And when you get into school starting in the season, it makes it very difficult to do that because, you know, you got open gym. These oh, things yeah. aren't necessarily mandatory. You may be doing some individual work, some weights. It's a very re- loose, relaxed atmosphere and and in order to build culture, in order to build, you know, continuity and family and team, it takes a little bit of time to do that. Now, during the football openings that we had here, you were pretty uh, involved in those those searches. How involved have you been or will you be in the, the finalizing of the b- basketball and girls softball coach? Um, I will be I have been part of the interview process. Gotcha. And I am a part of the interview processes for basketball, football softball, baseball, primarily your revenue-generating sports. I am included in the conversation, uh, am supposed to be included in the conversation when it is when it pertains to other coaching vacancies and hires for other sports. Just not enough of me to go around. So, uh, But I do sit on those committees um, and will continue to sit on those committees as I did in Mount Pleasant with the, with the hire kid, kid Hartsfield. Sitting on the Parks Motor Sales hot seat is – Murray County Public Schools Athletics Director Chris Pointer. Um, again, we have we have pretty well beaten the Columbia Central <laughs> vacancies to death. Um, what do you know about the status of Kalioka girls basketball as um, Derek Atkinson stepped down at the end of the season? There, uh, you know, Penny and I talked about. You know, a couple of different scenarios at Kalioka regarding athletics. That being Penny Love. The Penny coach. Love, the, the principal at, at uh, Kalioka <laughs> Unit School. And uh, right now her focus is really trying to get, you know, teachers in the building, uh, get, you know, um, 
you know, all of those particular positions filled all while simultaneously trying to hopefully find somebody that's also a coach to fill that void. So we're communicating. Uh, you know, her focus is is trying to get teachers. She's got some vacancies she needs to fill. And uh, we're talking about athletics. So right now that vacancy is currently open. We thought we had a lead on a couple of people, and uh, those leads just kind of fell through, um, and we were not able to move forward on any type of interview process at Cullioke. What have they been able to get done over the off season in the absence of Atkinson? Is there somebody running their off season program, or what's? If they've done anything, it's been very little, to my knowledge, uh, as far as you know, like you know, some of the other teams across the county. Very little is being done, just because that vacancy just exists. And uh, when you have a vacancy, that just makes it very tough. I mean, Mount Pleasant had a was in a very similar spot. Um, but Hughes kind of stepped up to try to do as much as he could. D. Witt um, down there in, in Mount Pleasant tried to help out some, as well as uh, uh, Zeke Cannon. You know, assistance for the boys kind of split up and tried to help do some things with the girls. Matt Dodge, who coached the middle school program as well, tried to fill in, but very little was able to be done. I mean, everybody was stretched in. So the programs who got vacancies, very little has been done, unless the assistants are able to step up and kind of fill that fill that void. Over the weekend. It was acknowledged that Matt Horton, you know, pending central office approval, would be leaving Spring Hill girls to take over the Mount Pleasant boys, which obviously fills one spot, creates <laughs> another one. Um, what do you know about the situation with Spring Hill girls at this point? So I've been in conversation with Dr. Potts. We've talked over the last probably two or three days uh, we talked some last week when it was kind of floating out in the air that that was a possibility. Um, she has posted the uh, basketball vacancy job. Um, it is posted on Murray County Public Schools website. I don't know if it's out on TSSAA website yet or not, but she is working to get all of that out there um, and also putting her own personal fillers out there for some folks that she think might be interested in the job. And uh, I think she's just going to continue to press in that direction so that they can get someone solid in that position, you know, preferably in the building to help coach that girls' basketball program. Would you anticipate some crossover between the interests that you're seeing in the Columbia Central girls' position and in the Spring Hill girls' position? Yeah, um, we've had that across the county. So, um, you know, without getting into specific names, I mean, we've seen crossovers from Mount Pleasant to Central as well as Spring Hill and even Kalioka. Uh, when it first became available, of individuals who are interested just in getting head coaching jobs. So they're just applying and just trying to see what, you know, if they're a fit for a particular area and see what sticks. That's that's an interesting way to put it, to be honest with you. But <laughs> uh, as, as far as sticking, uh, one other position that apparently has been opened and filled really quickly was Springfield volleyball. That's uh looks like they've got a new coach as well. What was the situation there? Did they just, uh, was it more of a, Hey, that he's been the assistant. Let's just keep the continuity with the program. Yeah. Basically when I talked to Dr. Potts, that's what direction they felt like was best. Did not have a lag or delay in trying to move someone forward, Felt like he was comparable, understood and was able to kind of take that on, um, you know, especially given the situation with the head coach. It wasn't anything where, I mean, this was just a personal reason that the coach had to take on family-related and sure. uh, small kids, children on the way. 
and uh, decided that this was the best option right now. And, you know, obviously everyone agreed, and he was able to step in and, and take that role on. So Work. That worked out. <laughs> it did. It did. It, it doesn't took, always work took, out that way. You know, it took a while to get some clarity on it, but, yeah, it, it worked out. So, and And these jobs are just – they are just abundant throughout the county and have been all summer. Do you think this is going to be an issue? You know, once school starts, is is you know? Hey, hey, listen, honestly, it very well could be. Um, you know, one of the one of the unique things, but also one of the things that puts us at a very at a disadvantage. We're not at a, and just in my observation of it, we're not at a high enough threshold of schools in the high school level that they, that these vacancies and opportunities that like a person can move. So for example, if I'm a head football coach at one school, right, let's use Murfreesboro, for example, if I'm a head football coach at Riverdale, right. And I get let go. Then I could probably go be the offensive coordinator at Seagull, you know, the next day, if it, if the vacancy is available. And so we don't have a lot of vacancies and moving pieces where we can kind of keep folks in the district and quickly fill them. So our, we're having to recruit outside to try to bring people in. And then we get landlocked, quote unquote, in our buildings because oftentimes these teachers, these coaches who are teaching are staying in the building and are not moving. So, you know, positions that are occupied by coaches, right, you got some unique situations out there, but, you know, your histories, your special eds, your PE positions, they typically you see a lot of your coaches have those certifications for are currently be taken up by previous coaches or coaches who have stopped coaching or a person who's not even a coach. And that is a challenge within our district. So it's very difficult to recruit and bring in and solidify folks because you just don't have vacancies in your building. We, we've we heard that, and you, that's, why we're, that's why you're here. Hopefully you can shed some light. That's – becoming less of an issue specifically at Columbia Central because uh, they have had several openings sure over the summer so there are there are openings available for these coaches that they need to hire to come in so, right now so so Mr. Hickman is as and the, Mr. Hickman and, and central office leadership when I on the curriculum and instruction side have been a lot more um open to um uh, creating opportunities and moving folks around to gotcha. create spacing and buildings so that we can get so we we can hire quality folks, and uh, you know with with those conversations and his willingness, I think we will see over time, you know you know spaces become available for coaches that we need to have in the building, but previously it was very difficult. I mean, and I use the word landlocked. I mean, and that's exactly what it was. I mean, you have. You know, you get, you know, you're trying to hire a football coach, but all your PE spots are taken. Or you're trying to hire, you know, a basketball coach, and you can't because, you know, he's a history teacher and that's the top guy, but there's no teaching, there's no history vacancies in the building. So, so then so, they end up being a PE coach at EA Cox trying to come over here and they don't even know these kids or whatever, or we don't hire non faculty. Either we don't hire, either we don't, non faculty, we don't hire them at all, or we start having to go down the line. So we start saying, well, the top candidate, the best person for the job can't get the job because we don't have a vacancy in the building. So then we got to go to the second one. Well, what if you don't have a vacancy for the second one? Then you go to the third one or the fourth one, or you just don't have any candidates at all. And then you're forced to put it back out there 
to try to find someone and then hope something sticks. And oftentimes when you're hoping something sticks, it doesn't always turn out the way that you want it to. On the Parks Motor Sales hot seat, Murray County Public Schools Athletics Director Chris Pointer. And Chris, you know, again, we've talked about the, quote, revenue sports and some of the openings that we – that continue to exist there as we are working on our fall sports preview magazine there are a couple of others that we've come across apparent and and you said that some of these may linger into the school year and that's got to be a pretty big concern particularly as it relates to fall sports because it's my understanding that both santa fe cross country and mount pleasant cross country as of right now are undetermined yeah and and they're working to try to fill them I mean, and the, the challenge is trying to find somebody who's willing to take those on. Um, so we, I mean, basically you kind of got two options. And one of the options you don't ever want to explore is that the, the sport may not make because you don't have a coach to coach it. So then, then the next option is do you, do you work with the, someone administratively in the building or do you walk down the hall and just kind of beg somebody just to take it on? Uh, just to get it through the year in in hopes of finding someone. And those are some of Murray County's challenges that we've had in the past that we're trying to desperately avoid. How how does it get to here? Man, honestly, I think it's something that's just kind of happened over time. And, and, and I don't think it's a person, one person's fault or this or this situation or that. I think it's a combination of things. But again, I think it's just the emphasis on focus on what you're looking for in the building when you have these particular sports. And then us as a school district being able to say, can we adequately support this particular sport? And then for the sports that we know that we're going to have to have, making certain that there is a plan to have positions available in the building Principals being having having flexible options to move people as they need to, right? And then just putting an emphasis and focus on that uh, versus what has happened over time is this whole landlocking thing where there's just not any positions in the building, which makes it very difficult for you to bring coaches in. Because when you look at some of your schools and you look at the trajectory of how things kind of should happen, for example, when you look at how Moore County and Rutherford County kind of works, right? So, Oftentimes, people will go to Moore County as coaches early on in their career and then oftentimes find themselves in Rutherford County after that experience or some surrounding area around Rutherford. You could take the same approach for your unit schools to get in very quality, solid individuals who then look to try to go to a higher classification at some point in time. But we're not even able – we're not even at that point yet, even with the trajectory and movement, um, to try to see how you can – figure out where folks can go and move. And there's been very, other than the Coach Horn situation, I'm trying to recall another situation where an individual has left one school and went to another one in our district. I'm trying to think of that. You may remember, but I can't think of one right now off the top of my head. No, not off the top. But um, And so you had like Bronson Bradley who left, Mount Pleasant, who was open to taking an assistant coaching job for a football position, but we just couldn't figure out a way to make it happen. So then he bypasses two schools on the way to Springfield. So two two whole districts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, two whole districts on the way to, to, to Springfield. 
and and it's tough to to lose those type individuals from your system. Oh yeah, absolutely, a- absolutely. Um, uh, I couldn't agree more with that. So, Chris, thanks, man, for coming in. We appreciate it. Yeah, man, appreciate y'all having me, and uh, you know, we'll keep at it. It's always a pleasure. Chris Pointer, Murray County Athletics Director in the Parks Motor Sales Hot Seat, and always uh, enlightening when you're here. So we, yeah. we, we, we're trying to get all the information we can, and, sure. and sometimes it's, uh, it's not as easy as we'd like. So we, every time you're in here, we get smarter. <laughs> well, any insight and any uh, solutions that you all may come with in, because of you all's extensive travels in the sports world – and the shoulders that you brush up against, uh, it would always greatly appreciate it. <laughs> no doubt. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to post-19 head baseball coach Scott Beasley. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint. We'll be right back. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. sports and beyond it's on southern middle tennessee sports today welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports day presented by mid tennessee bone and joint coming to you from the lee company studio and the front porch sports headquarters of wkom 1017 fm happy to have you guys along with us on facebook on twitter on the radio on podcast wherever you find us we appreciate you listening it is 11 minutes to the top of the hour, so let's get right into it as we have on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, post-19s, uh, manager, head coach, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> Scott Beasley. Uh, talk talk a little bit about his tournament coming up this weekend, and so let's uh, let's bring him in. Scott, welcome into the show. Thanks for, co- for uh, coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Post nineteen seniors nine and four on the season following their thirteen five win Monday night up at Treveca over the throwbacks. And um Scott, for for all of your preseason concerns, I guess, offense hasn't really been an issue for this team. No, it's it's turned into the kind of the strong point of the team so far this year. Um swinging the bat really well, you know, scoring runs. Um, so, you know, kind of 
I think the last time we talked was was right before the season started, and, and the thought was pitching's going to be really good. We'll just see if we can score runs, and so far it's been the complete opposite. Scored in double digits in one, two, three, four, four games, including your last two. Um, that Monday night victory preceded by a 15-5 win over Tupelo Post 49, who um, will be one of the teams coming into town for the Independence Day Classic starting Thursday, which is tomorrow, <laughs> uh, at, at Columbia State and at Spring Hill. Um, Scott, what, what are your thoughts about this field that you've got coming up here? Uh, it's a smaller field than normal. Um, you know, we really tried to cap it at eight this year, just not knowing, uh, you know, when you're trying to plan it, not knowing what the COVID restrictions would be at the time and, and what fields would be available to use, you know, as things have turned out, probably could have had a bigger field. Um, uh, but it's still, you know, eight teams, eight quality teams, uh, you know, just looking at it, you got probably three or four teams that'll win their state this year and another, uh, couple that are that are good competitive teams so it'll be a smaller field but but still you know a really quality field as well obviously did not get to play this event last year but i know tuscaloosa post 34 out of alabama gonzalez post 81 out of louisiana have been here in previous years um and of course Pulaski post 60 right down the road here will be participating as well. So um, there's some teams that some folks will have some familiarity with from prior Independence Day classics that you all have hosted. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, seven of the eight are pretty much year-in-year-out regulars, uh, the one exception being Baldwin, Mississippi, which is kind of a new um, Legion team down in the down in the Tupelo area. Um, but the other eight, you know, Pontotoc's probably been coming for 20, 25 years and the same, same for Tupelo. So, um, you know, a lot of, uh, rivalries over the years for sure. And, uh, should be, should be a good tournament. Scheduled to start up at five o'clock again at two, uh, at two sites at Columbia state at five o'clock on Thursday You've got Tupelo playing Gonzalez, and at 7.15, the host post-19 seniors taking on Mayfield post-26 out of Kentucky. Up at Spring Hill, it's Pulaski and Baldwin at 5, followed by Pontoc and and Tuscaloosa at 7.15. And the rest of the schedule is up on our website at sm-tnsports.com. But um, post-19 plays at 3.30 and at 5.45 on Friday. Um, Pulaski plays at 11 on Friday at Sea State and at 3.30 up at Spring Hill. And then championship and consolation action will take place on Saturday. So um, I guess the big question, Scott, um, is the weather going to cooperate with you? Well, as, as I was telling Chris in the break, you know, if uh, if farmers ever need to rain, they can just let us schedule a tournament. And we're usually good for at least – you know, a couple inches of rain anytime we host something. So, um, you know, I, Saturday, Sunday look real good. You know, Thursday obviously looks looks iffy. Um, so, hopefully, we can finish it by Saturday. But, but there is a chance. You know, I think it it might have to push to Sunday, just depending on on how much rain we get Thursday. Baseball on the fourth. There are worse things. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I mean, it, traditionally we used to we used to always, you know, basically play it through the fourth um, with it being a smaller field. You know, I just kind of worked out to finish on Saturday, but but Mother Nature might have different ideas. So please tell me you're at least going to have apple pie available in the uh, in the concession stand. I mean, there what's more American than the Fourth of July apple pie and baseball? Come on, man, that's that's. <laughs> That's all needy here. <laughs> well, you, you consider the source. I'll let, I'll let you bring your own. Can How I? I can. I, oh, all right, that's perfectly fine. I will have. My, I will have some apple pie available to, my, to myself. <laughs> Man, it's a. You know, getting ready for this tournament has has to be a um, a chore. But you know, the fact that this is something that that you guys have been doing for such a long time, uh, you know it's kind of become a, a staple in the post-19 in this region. Um, it's kind of a big tournament. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's in the past, it's been, I think, the biggest year we ever had. We had 32 teams in it. Um, you know, down to some years, eight, most years between 12 and 16. Uh, I don't personally want to do the 32-team one. That's, that gets <laughs> to bad. be a little bit of a headache. Um, but, you know, it has became a, a very – Big traditional weekend. Um, you know, this year, like I said, with COVID, you know, you got seven of eight teams within about three to four hours. Um, you know, most years past, you'll have teams coming in from New York or New Hampshire or, or out west. Um, but it is has turned into one of the big traditional Legion weekend tournaments. Um, and, you know, I think this year's event will be, will be good as well. Um, Rain cooperating. Um, Gonzalez, Louisiana, that's coming up. You know, that's a long trip for them, but got to make it worth their while. Yeah. I mean, for them, you know, obviously they're here to play ball. So, uh, you know, they started coming up probably about five years ago and, and basically said, you know, we'll be back every year um, since, you know, for them to be able to come up and get four or five quality games against teams. Obviously, they don't see very often. Um, we've met those guys in the regional several times, and, and they've been to the World Series a couple of times. So, you know, some really good programs coming in. Um, so it should be really good baseball. And, and not just that, but it's, uh, you know, like you said, it's, it's a chance to get to see some folks that you may see down the road, but you don't see every day. And that's that's ideal, and that's what, you know, summer baseball is all about. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, and it's. You know, obviously, as as a kid growing up, it, it's the road trip experiences that that you probably remember more so than than the Monday night at Trebekah games. So, you know, it's good for the kids that are coming in, but you know, for our guys when we go on the road as well, you know, that's that's a big thing for them. So Thursday night, five o'clock, uh, either Columbia State or Spring Hill High School, you can catch games at at either site, uh, double headers at each site. So. Check it out. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for joining us to tell us a little bit more about it, and we are looking forward to covering this. Yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks for all y'all do for, for local sports, not just us, but everybody else in the area. Absolutely. We uh, we appreciate all the help you give us, and that's why we're able to cover you guys so well. It's all you. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for this segment. Scott Beasley on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, post-19 seniors, Independence Day Classic coming up 
starting tomorrow all the way through the weekend. So check them out. Scott, thanks so much. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks, y'all, too. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about some College World Series stuff, uh, Penny Hardaway. What can you do, name, image, likeness-wise? Perhaps, uh, perhaps you want to pay a local college kid to sign some autographs. You can do that now. Yeah, Antonio Langham wouldn't have missed the sh- the, the bowl game if uh, <laughs> if he played today. So there you go. <laughs> oh man, wonder if there will be some back pay involved. Can we get some back pay? There you go. Uh, all right, we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Y'all stick around.